quick PSA for our listeners who are U.S. citizens. The 2020 election season is now upon us, and it is so important that you make your voice be heard. Please go to www.vote.org to find out all voting information you might need, and be sure to vote early. Again, that website is www.vote.org. Plan your vote and enjoy the show. Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Listeners and welcome to Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. I'm your host, Christopher D. Littlefield, and with me today is Brittany. Is it Tomes or Tomes? It's Tomes. Thanks for asking. It's Tomes. Brittany Tomes, co-host of A Strange New Pod. Brittany, how are you today? I'm glad to be here on this magical journey among the stars. <laughs> New Star Trek friends we've never met before. This is the very first time. Yeah, I'm excited. And I just started listening to A Strange New Pod recently, and I'm enjoying it very much. Oh, man. Do you watch us on YouTube? The videos are ridiculous. I haven't seen the videos yet. Okay. They make it infinitely funnier, I think. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I'll do that. I'll do that soon. Well, thank you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Today, we are reading and discussing your comments on Moist Vessel, the fourth episode of Lower Decks. Open Channel is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about every single brand new Trek episode as it drops and other topics we decide to talk about along the way. To join the conversation on Facebook, type The Nexus into the search field and join Holosuite Media's listeners group. Follow us on Twitter at Open Channel Trek. I'll post an Open Channel conversation thread after every new episode. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, and theories, and they just might get read on the air. Keep in mind that comments may be edited for time. Brittany. Let's get going. Hit it. Okay. Liam Smart said, very moist. I agree. Yes, very moist indeed. <laughs> you were talking earlier before we started recording about your moist vessel references. And uh, listeners, if you don't know, on A Strange New Pod, Brittany is like the pun queen. Yeah, the board queen of puns. The board queen of puns. Number pun, whatever you want to call me. There you go. And I won't insert a shut up Wesley every time you do it like they do on your show. <laughs> it's funny because I'm the one who makes them do that. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I, I forced it to happen. It was a joke on our other sh podcast that we have and we use it so much that I'm like, well, now that we do a Star Trek one, <laughs> that fits. Totally. So that's pretty great. At CJ1701D on Twitter says, I enjoyed this one. To me, the plot really felt like something you would see on an episode of TNG. I am really enjoying the new characters, and Tendi is quickly becoming a favorite. Nice, CJ. Thanks for your comment. Yeah, I, I agree that it felt like an episode of TNG. It felt the most Trekish of all of them. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I got that vibe. It felt that way. It did, and I I noticed, uh, I, I mean, I think of Genesis, the episode Genesis, and of course the episode Masks, which y'all talked about on your recent episode, too. I love a good Wrath of Khan reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just they do so much in this show. Yeah, for sure. So Dan Gunther said, really enjoyed this episode. I feel like the animation was in a league of its own this time around, and the sequences of the Merced and Cerritos being Genesis were really cool. Very dynamic changes to the environment and how characters interact with it. Like when you grab the wrong rock and your mom yells at you. <laughs> <laughs> they had the same rock, to be fair. They had the same rock. They totally did, yeah. And uh, I, I, I also noticed on your most recent episode that you were one of the people that knew what Cerritos meant in Spanish. 
Yeah, I talked about that um, before we actually started watching the show when we saw the trailer. I was like, it's really funny that the ship is called Cerritos. I was like, because that just means little hills in Spanish. I was like, why is it called Cerritos? And then when we watch the show, you find out that they're all like California class starships. Right. And they're all named about like of different California cities. So I'm like, this is so goofy. I love it. Yeah, me too. And I had actually said the exact same thing on one of our shows before Lower Decks dropped also. So I thought Mm -hmm. it was really interesting. Yeah, because it's such an interesting name to use. You're like Cerritos. Mm -hmm. Thanks for your comment, Dan. And Rob Vaughn 18 on Twitter says, lots of fun again and the most Trek episode so far. So another person who thinks this is the most Trek, Trekish. Yeah. Well, you know the rule. You got to Trek yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> yeah, you do. Do you have one of those t-shirts? Oh, no. I need to get one. I, I do feel too. like I actually don't have any Star Trek t-shirts. Oh, my God. I've gone crazy in quarantine with Star Trek tank tops. I have a new one on right now. <laughs> What what's on it? It's just a Star Trek. It's a it's from T Public. Oh, nice. So it's got listeners. You'll see it in the picture. It's got a it's got the Enterprise and it's kind of vintagey vintagey kind of look. I love it. It's just like warping off somewhere. It looks like the nacelles are on fire or something. Fire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, someone's got to warm them up, I guess. Some ensign, some poor ensign in the lower decks has got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Noe. I hope it's Noe. So it's Noe, 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 but he said that his good friends call him Noe. So I think we, we could be good friends and call him Noe. That was just me hoping from knowing some Spanish because <laughs> I have a friend whose name is Noemi. Oh, okay. So I was like, well, there's no me. So it's must be Noe. So Noe Santos said, first time commenter. Yay. So you know that there's a rule on the show. I, maybe you don't know. I don't. But if someone's a first time commenter, you have to sing first time commenter. Ooh, okay. Like, anyway? Any way you want. Any way it comes out. Hmm. First time coming to... That sounds pretty cool. Wow, that was really good. Right? Yeah. I, don't know. I even did the thing where, like, you know, like, those divas <laughs> always touch, like, yeah. you know, Christina Aguilera, like, yeah. I don't know why, but it's just the vibe. It was good. It's just, you're just getting into character. It works. Yeah, yeah. It works. <laughs> Hopefully that was dramatic enough for Noe. So, uh, this was a pretty solid episode. I appreciated how much this episode might have answered my long-time question regarding why people spend so much time in the holodeck. Yeah. Looking <laughs> at you, Kim, and Paris in on Voyager. Those two... Oh, my God. There's too many episodes. Remember that one time when Harry Kim was in love with the holodeck program? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Harry. And then she ended up kind of being a sentient being that existed, but she totally had a thing for Tuvok. Oh, yeah. That was really weird. I only remember this because I like am recently watching Voyager for the first time, <laughs> and this is only like two seasons ago at this point. Uh. So, there is so much subversion in the series, and it makes for great scenes, in my opinion. I agree. Everybody loves the holodeck. Yeah, that's a great comment, Noe. I like that. Who's the first officer? What's his name again? Jerry O'Connell? Ransom? Yes, Ran- Ransom. Ransom. Jack Ransom. How could I forget? It's okay. <laughs> I like that he's that he tells the captain it's all it's mostly that in the holiday. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess could we consider Mariner to be a hollow deck girl? Hollaback girl? I don't know if that works. Ain't, Ain't no, no holodeck girl. girl. Like she did not like that job <laughs> at all. So yeah, thanks, Noe, for that awesome, awesome comment. And welcome to the show. Thanks for joining the conversation. 
Joshua DeVries says, Another excellent episode. The Freeman slash Mariner stuff was some of my favorite writing of the show so far. Also, not to cross fandom streams here, but did we just get a Stargate reference? Ascension, minus the great koala god, played out here very similarly to how it was portrayed in the Stargate franchise. And as a crazed fan of Stargate and Star Trek, that moment made me very, very happy. Did you get that, Brittany? Um, I didn't get that vibe the first time around, but now that he's mentioning it, like, I, I wasn't really thinking Stargate. Huh. But thinking about Ascension in general, like, that, that does make sense, because, like, oh, they had yeah. so much with gods. Right. <laughs> in that, uh... Yeah, oh my god. Oh yeah, interesting. The Great Koala could have been the Great Koa'uld, maybe. I don't know. Koa'uld. It's been so long since I've seen Stargate. It's so great. <laughs> Joshua goes on, Also, O'Connor was voiced by Haley Joel Osment. He's gone from seeing dead people to seeing the secrets of the universe. That's what we said on my show. We're like, I he know. saw dead people and now he sees everything. Everything, yeah. I thought that was great. That koala part had me like in tears <laughs> laughing so hard. You know, it was so weird. The first time I saw it, I was like, what the hell is happening? This is so weird. It, 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 to me, it felt like it kind of stepped out of Star Trek a little bit. Oh, yeah. That was definitely the most outlandish, but. Yeah. I love that he's like, the secret to the universe or the secret to life is, and then like totally just like disappears. Yeah. My prediction is that we're going to see him again. Oh, I hope so. Or like some vague vibes happen. Like a Kess Returns type of situation. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good Kess episode. I love an angry Kess, a vengeful Kess. And come on, let's talk about Tandy too real quick because <laughs> you, you had mentioned in your episode that she's got like major attachment issues and all of that. I'm convinced that she's like 100% a codependent. Mm -hmm. And I, I only say that because I really relate to that because I know what that's like. Yeah. And so she's, she's, got, some, she's got some abandonment issues. Yeah, and like, I get the people-pleasing and, like, wanting people to like you because, yeah. like, I guess a lot of people do that. But I remember, especially when I was younger, if somebody, like, not even outwardly said they didn't like me or whatever, but, like, just wasn't my friend, I was always like, well, why aren't they my friend? I'm going to make them my friend. Like, I, I guess I just didn't give someone a choice. I was like, I'm just going to be really funny and obnoxious <laughs> until they have to like me because that <laughs> gave them no reason to hate me. And for a while, I was like, does that make me a psychopath? But then I realized if I'm wondering if I'm a psychopath, I'm probably not. Right. Yeah, yeah. So here I am. And that might be why I'm so punny. I'm just like, let's win people over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think you have to try that hard. I think you're you're pretty cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's so exciting. So yeah, thanks, Joshua. Lots of insight there. Yeah. So now we're on to Paloma Bennett. I love how miserable Mariner was as a bridge officer. Girl, same. Everything that main Star Trek characters usually enjoy and find fulfilling like working with Captain to save the day, or listening to officer performances, she hates it. So funny. <laughs> I'm curious uh, why Mariner was given a yellow uniform after she was promoted. Why did she leave the command track? I don't know. I think they, like, reverse Wesley'd her. <laughs> you know how sometimes they'll promote somebody in the show, and, like, you don't know if it's just because they're trying to, like, test with the audience how they look in a certain color or whatever? Yeah. Or maybe her mom just thought it would be more annoying that way, like, to put her in more positions, like... When she has to do the op pre-ops ops, and she's like, ugh. Like, maybe that's just specifically for her, if she's in engineering. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know. Unless, I mean, would all would all ensigns have a red? No. Not necessarily, so. right? Yeah, they're all ensigns, and so is Tendi. Yeah. They're all ensigns. Them lower decks. Lower decks ensigns. 
So, I don't know. I feel like they might have either done it to, like, really make the audience feel like she's out of place, more so than just adding a pip. Like, maybe people that aren't as familiar with Star Trek wouldn't have picked up on it. They would have been like, oh, she got promoted. Why does she look the same? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. My headcanon is going to be that they just changed it. They made her change it to piss her off more. Probably. Although she still looks good in both uniforms. She does, yeah. Which is, like, weird to say about an animated character, but, like, you know what I mean. She can pull them both off. <laughs> yeah, a girl can get it, no matter what field she's in. <laughs> yeah. I love her. She's Marin. so awesome. Me too. I don't get why people are hating on her a little bit. Like, I don't I don't get it. I think she's awesome. Yeah. I think they just get so stuck up on, like, how can a person like this exist in Starfleet? But at the same time, if you start in the beginning of any Star Trek series, there's always someone like that where you're like, this is ridiculous. No one would put up with this. Yeah. Like, you could argue Quark in Deep Space Nine. Like, why is he even here? Why is he running this bar? Mm -hmm. You know, Paris, Tom Paris in Voyager. You're like, you know, he was arrested. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. he was a jerk, too. Yeah. He gets better. Yeah. They all do. All right, now we are going to move on to your questions and concerns. These were a little bit lengthy this week, but since we don't have a ton of comments, that's a shout out to our friends in Great Britain that are not able to watch right now. So sorry. The not so great Britain. Not so great at the moment, but we'll go ahead and read those comments anyway. Nicholas Paul Collinson, who is another host on the network, says, I really loved the interplay between Mariner and Captain Freeman. It was really fun seeing them start to work together and see their relationship develop, but it was also fun to see it get a little bit of the old reset button at the end when she gets herself demoted again. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, you needed that to happen. <laughs> uh-huh. I also loved all of the mundane, forced merriment activities Mariner has to do as a senior officer. The executive poker, the open mic night, so glad we didn't have to see the amateur one-man show, and, of course, Ransom playing acoustic guitar at his birthday party. Okay, I'm going to say that I really wanted to see the amateur one-man show. I did. I was surprised we didn't get to see either that or Ransom and his acoustic guitar. I was like, we were robbed. I want an extended cut. <laughs> there might be. Because the guy who was doing the one-man show, it, he just like was like this like gay theater kid or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, please. I want to see this. I'm so all about it. <laughs> You're like, I need this energy. I relate so hard to that. <laughs> Yeah, he was over the top. He was like exactly what you know you'd do at a talent show. So you're like, show me more. And he even had the like hipstery kind of haircut thing too. <laughs> I love that he turns around and he's like, oh, hey there. And you're like, oh God, this is how it's beginning. <laughs> Didn't see you transport in or something like that. <laughs> so good. And how many times in Star Trek do we see people and their goddamn instruments? <laughs> I know. Uh, so many times. I love like, especially the next generation. It's like every other episode you're like, Oh, talent show, or like, this person's just playing a flute, and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. But I love it. Yeah. It's just Trek. Just Trek things. Yeah, me too. I mean, we've had, you know, Uhura and and uh, Spock, and we had, we've, had, we've had musicians since the beginning. Yeah. I think even if somebody's like, oh, I don't play any instruments, they end up playing something yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. So Harry, you got Harry Kim like fucking clarinet. Yeah, he's just like, Doo -doo. and then he's like, "Why are you even practicing? In case we ever go back to Earth." <laughs> also, my parents want me to keep practicing. It's something weird like that. That was horrible. Uh, <laughs> such a great episode. That's the one where he like goes back in time, kind of, and oh, causes himself yeah. not to go on Voyager. Right. And like Tom's in Paris still, or France still. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh. A weird one. It's been a while. It's a weird one. And Nick goes on. 
It is to my eternal shame that for most of my early 20s, I was, quote, the guy with the acoustic guitar at parties. Nick, that is so cool. Yeah, that is actually cool. Unless you were like, anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Wonderwall. Anyway, here's Klingon Opera. Oasis is the greatest band of all time. No. Well, maybe. Do you remember that sketch on Saturday Night Live? Maybe. Maybe. He's going to be the one that saves us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> See, you walked right into that one. <laughs> I didn't. Uh. Nick says, and Ransom talking about how the Iberian Peninsula is the most sensual peninsula was very Zap Brannigan from Futurama. Yep. I didn't think about that, but totally. He sounded like pretty Brannigan there. Yeah. I also thought it was so funny because when she's like, he's going to talk about his time in Barcelona. Barcelona. Like, <laughs> I am someone who studied abroad in college and like, it's true that when you come back, you always want to talk about your experiences and stuff, but like, it's such a stereotype when people go to Spain right? that they're going to be like, oh, well, when I was in Spain, oh, when I did this or whatever, and then you're just like, Barcelona, yeah. just say it, just say it. So I love that they did that stereotype. It's so funny. So uh, you studied abroad. Which broad did you study? Oh, I mean, probably a lot. <laughs> I'm pretty gay. Um, <laughs> but uh, This is a really gay podcast today. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Both in the happy and in the homosexual in way. In the homosexual way, too, yeah. Only the best for Star Trek fans. Oh, yeah. But hey, we made it. Discovery <laughs> yeah. happened. We and I was like, gays in space. There we go. I don't have to rely on that one Jedzia Dax kiss. Right, yeah. From my childhood. Uh-huh, or the really sad, almost asterisk gay representations in, in the past too yeah my parents were like Brittany why are you watching Deep Space Nine again <laughs> no reason <laughs> it's okay oh god <laughs> I know they didn't ask for that but uh, oh, you got it anyway god well I'm making myself sad <laughs> Okay, I've totally lost my place. <laughs> so Nick says I think my only negative for this episode was the ascension scene what? To me, the fact that they made it so painful and traumatizing for O'Connor felt really out of place with the light tone they've set for this show so far. It felt a bit too much like the darker, more cynical Rick and Morty style humor, I agree. Yeah, it felt Rick and Morty. That I was hoping not to see. But I did like that the universe all converges on a smiling, all-knowing koala, probably smiling about how much fun it is to freak out tourists with the horrible noise they make. Nicholas is in Australia. Oh, my God. FYI. I was about to say, I didn't even know koalas make sound. I didn't either. Other than, like, eating bamboo. So, <laughs> Nicholas, what do you know? I know. Why are you smiling? What do you know? And Nicholas has kookaburras in his yard, and when we record, we can hear them singing. So, they really sit in the old gum tree, and they sing? They We sang it on the last episode. We sang that. What? Yes. I need to listen. I didn't get a chance. I was so busy this week. <laughs> I listened to yours. Damn it. My work was crazy. I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, you're actually working. My gigs are all canceled right now, so this is what I can yeah. do. <laughs> I do like way too many creative projects right now, so I'm just like, oh, time to record a podcast. Oh, gotta paint this commission for somebody. Oh, gotta work at the comic book store. Like, Nice. I don't know why I do this myself, but it's fun. I'm gonna have to drive down to the comic book store that you work at. We're not that far. I work at Wade's Comic Madness. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. It's like the most popular one in the area. It's pretty wild are you near bala kenwood at all oh no no <laughs> what? Uh, i just said oh no because like oh no distance wise you know philly is like this <laughs> and this is north philly uh levittown's like here okay you know so yeah. it's like outside it's like suburbs okay you know, white people suburbs so uh yeah living the dream 
So Nick, it was a little bit painful and traumatizing, I guess, but I I thought it was so funny. Yeah. I mean, I it did go over the top. Like I didn't expect it to go on as long and like to get so painful. She goes, "Why is this taking so long?" Yeah, so I was literally like, "What is happening?" But afterwards, I laughed really hard. Yeah. But while it was happening, I literally was like, "What am I watching?" Yeah, it was it was crazy. Good old ascension. And I love that his boots stay behind. Yeah. Boop. <laughs> Boop. So yeah, thanks Nick. That was pretty cool. I learned a lot about Australia. <laughs> so, moving on. Janessa Kiarda says, uh, first episode that didn't really work for me. Uh, one of the people on my podcast said that too. I think Eric mm-hmm. was like, eh, didn't feel it as much. In fact, I think I was more, OMG, is that unnamed Vulcan Ensign in a red shirt again? Dude, I every episode, every time I see him, I say the same thing. He's he great. smiled in the first episode, yeah. which was kind of whack. I was like, who is this smiley Ensign? And ever since then, he's always like, He's walking down the hall and they do something weird. And he's always like, hey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love him. Tumblr fandom has noticed him and for some reason regularly spits out fan art of said unnamed Vulcan. Why? Who knows? Tumblr's an interesting like place. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on over there that I don't really pay attention to. <laughs> yeah, I will say that like I noticed him in the first episode and like I just kind of was like, huh, interesting, a smiley Vulcan. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. It happens sometimes in Star Trek. It does. And then I did go on Tumblr and look at Lower Decks memes and stuff and then I fell in love with this Vulcan. Yeah, I know. So I'm, I get it. I wonder if he's a red herring or if we're going to get more stuff with him ever. Or is it like a Morn situation? Right? Oh, I love Morn. Yeah, like he's never going to talk, but he's just there. Right. <sighs> or what if he's like a changeling Morn. or something? <laughs> that would be that would make even more sense like the whole time he's just like i'm pretending to be a vulcan right uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like smiling in the background that could be cool that could be cool we'll we'll see my guess is that the show they probably didn't realize he'd be a fan favorite because you know fans are just weird and they'll pick the you know it's like when you're playing D and the dm makes like a a weird npc that they're like i don't know this is babo the gabo here you go and then like your party gets obsessed with it and he's like this isn't even an important encounter what is happening i don't play D and but i'll take your word for it i'm the dm in that case okay. and yes they always love my goblin characters mostly tells the sound that this is really awesome so the stuff i loved was mariner dealing with the senior staff i mean who knew the people in charge could be so petty i'm being sarcastic <laughs> Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. We know they can be petty. It's it's Star Trek. Have you seen Jean-Luc Petcard? <laughs> Such a petty man. And uh, the conference room scene had me laughing out loud. And while I related to Tendi in this episode, look, I hate it when people don't like me either and obsess over what I could have done wrong. <laughs> the whole Ascension thing just made me roll my eyes. I couldn't wait for that part to be over with. And why is the Tellarite captain named Durango? I gotta know. Huh. Janessa, I can't believe you didn't like this episode. That's so weird to me. It's I've noticed that a lot of people that don't like the episode didn't like the Ascension part. Right. I think there's basically like two two schools of thought here. Like if you thought the Ascension part was funny, you're like, this is a great episode. So Trek. And then other people are like, I've never seen this happen in Trek before. What is this? Right. But I did like that it was like this, oh, it's like a queue or a traveler type of thing. I mean, they kind of tied it in. And obviously it's not just... Obviously, there's a reason. There's an expl- There's a scientific explanation for what happened. Yeah. Or he'll pop up like later on. Yeah. We just don't know what it is yet. We don't really know what happened. Star Trek is known to do that. You'll, you know, watch one season, some weird thing will happen in an episode, and you're like, this will never come up again. Season five will happen, and you're like, oh. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. back. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, that's valid. Some people, you know, there's some episodes you like more than others. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd still say this is my favorite one. Um, out of all of them. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think the second episode made me laugh the most. Like, just like laugh out loud. The second one made me laugh out loud. I mean, I really, yeah. I really liked the pilot. I liked the first episode a lot. Yeah. I don't think I've disliked any episode so far. Like, it's easily one of my favorite shows right now. Yeah. And every week, it's like what I look forward to on Thursday. Yeah, totally. I do. Yeah. I am partial to a shirtless animated Jerry O'Connell, I'll have to say. Right? So I did like episode three a lot for that. He went full Kirk. He did. Yeah. And and Vedic Brile. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Tellerite Captain? I don't know why he was named Durango. I don't know. You don't know? Ask his mom. Maybe because he was trucking it. <laughs> Maybe. Right across the galaxy. I do like that he he got so jealous. Yeah. That, you know, for once the Cerritos wasn't, like, messing up. So he was just like, we can't have them be better than us. Gotta move back. And I was just like, oh, man. He did the opposite of Beyonce. He did not get information. <laughs> he got out of it. <laughs> Come on, so. ladies. Right? Mm. Yeah. And he was kind of, like, plain and quiet at first and then kind of became a jerk too yeah he was like boring and tiresome and then he was like i'm tired of people yawning i'm gonna be a jerk yeah and there's got to be more to the story with with him and freeman probably they probably have like some long-standing rivalry yeah that's probably really boring also but like (laughs) it would at least make more sense it's the tellerite so you know yeah i think we'll learn more yeah they've kind of always been jerks though you know yeah that's true maybe they had a thing Ooh, that would be really weird yeah maybe they had a had a little fling Plot twist mariner is their child oh my god just kidding that would be the word i'm <laughs> just kidding That's and terrible. then what about the other guy that is the father yeah the the admiral, the admiral. No, yeah. i don't know do we know his name yet i don't know is his last name mariner is it freeman i don't know but they're both freeman why is she married? are they co-parents are they married even is she married she knowing her she's probably like married to a klingon or something you know right like or maybe mariner was like in vitro and she just wanted a baby i don't know maybe I don't, know. I don't know. We don't know enough. We don't know enough plot. I feel like most of these questions will never get answered to also. Yeah, never. Never, <laughs> ever. All right. Now we are going to move on to your final thoughts. And our first one comes from Karen Chupless. This one wasn't a knee slapper, but I really enjoyed it, especially the whole mother-daughter development. I opened my mother's eulogy with, quote, mothers and daughters have complicated relationships, end quote. This went through my mind as I watched a couple of times. I feel like any complaint we won't get character development in this show are proven wrong. It just doesn't have to be dramatic to show this phenomenon. Yeah. I think that's a really astute observation, Karen. Yeah, they did it in a funny way. Yeah, like we get some touching, serious, real-life stuff, but it's still kooky. Yeah, I feel like it was very sitcom-y, you know? Yeah. Like, you knew things were going to turn out well during the end, but you're like, I'm here for how wacky it's going to be between these two people that are related. Yeah. Man. I liked it because I think it gave her mom more depth. Yes. Like, Mariner, we've seen more than enough of to get who she is, but I think they needed to butt heads and have that dynamic for us to understand, like, where they both are, where they can meet, and where they will never meet, I guess. Yeah. And I actually thought about my relationship with my dad the second time I watched it. I was like, okay, this is real. This yeah, is really no. real. <laughs> I think anybody that's watched it that has that relationship with one or both of their parents was like, ooh, hitting too close to home it here. It does. Yeah, the it really does. The rock part annoyed me so much because oh I was just like, God. oh, been there. Yeah. Karen goes on. And one of my big chuckles was the saliva thumb wipe, LOL. 
The Tendi storyline was very cute, as is Tendi. She's, like, ferociously sweet. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I like that a lot. Ferociously sweet. Hmm. I heard somebody say green Tilly. She kind of, yeah, she's very Tilly-like. Very Tilly-like, yeah. But a little more, well, I mean, to be fair, there's Killy, so Tilly does have that aspect. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think she has a lot that's similar with, with Tilly, and that's why they're both fan faves. Yeah, because I am in a Discovery Season 1 rewatch because we're going to start a new Discovery series soon. And the episode that I just watched, Tilly comes in and she thinks that Michael doesn't want to be her friend anymore. Oh, yeah. They're in the uh, mess hall. And she's like, oh, this is this always happens to me. It's me. I did something. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me a lot of Tendi. Yeah, because it's the, the caring person who like is overly trying to please others and like yeah. probably needs to focus more on themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Karen says, but another true chuckle was when she was coming to terms with not always being liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then attacked Rutherford for info on who didn't like her. Yes. I don't know. I thought that was super funny. And boy, do I relate to, quote, no promotion, end quote. I have ducked that several times in my job because this is true. They stuff your buffer time into endless zombifying meetings where you then actually spend more time doing nothing and get less work done than if you were slacking part of the time. Yeah, get it, Karen. That's some of the realest thing I've ever heard. That's some real shit. <laughs> my last probably like two jobs I've had, the supervisors above me, that's like what they did. And I was just like, can you just help me? Can yeah. You, can you take some of that time and like do your job? And stop being so petty. Yeah. Oh, God. I guess that comes with the pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overall, I just felt like this episode was settling in to setting a real rhythm for the season. And I am here for it. I am here for it. <laughs> I think that that I think that the pacing on this episode was 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 really, really good. Yeah, it felt like the length that the show was. I know some of the episodes they finished and I'm like, oh, wait, it's already over. Like, I need more. Um, this one did feel like. Like, it was a good pacing, good story. I felt like both of the stories for once were balanced. You know how sometimes, like, the A plot will, like, really take precedent over the the B plot? Yeah. Yeah, it was really balanced. This one was kind of like A and B was equal, and then C plot was Boimler trying to, like, (laughs) get promoted by slacking off. So that was funny. And so we'll credit Anne Kim, who is the writer of this episode and has written a few other episodes and wrote for High School Musical, the series, and for New Girl... So, uh, good job, Anne. That makes sense. The humor, then. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice. Well done. Dang. Yeah, I totally like just the hilarity in Mariner, like, trying to... Because, you know, when they give her the horrible jobs and she's still finding, like, fun ways to enjoy it, like, that's usually how I get through chores or through anything because, like, I have ADHD, so if I make it, like, worth my while or, like, a game or, like, I'm achieving something, I can do anything. Like, I find it very gratifying to, like, shovel snow or vacuum because I see, like, instantly how good I'm doing. Uh-huh. So I'm like, yeah, I'm the best. Let's go. Yeah, I'm that way with vacuuming, too, and laundry. See, exactly. Uh-huh. It's the best. So I knew, like, her mom was going to promote her to, like, get her off the ship, and then when she did it, I was like, oh, that's so rough, because, like, the responsibility is going to wear her down. Did you think that it was a little inappropriate that she was using a promotion to, like, piss her off and get her to tr- ask for a transfer? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not something a captain should do, but, yeah. like, does it make sense based on their dynamic, and would anybody in Starfleet notice it as that? Probably not. They'd be like, oh, this person got promoted. Right. This is a good thing. She yeah. got more responsibility. She couldn't handle it. She left. Yeah. So it's an easy way, I think, to be like, 
she couldn't handle it. She's off the ship. But oh, it was extremely petty. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like got to be against HR. It's oh, yeah. like retaliation. It was like reverse nepotism. <laughs> yeah. I guess if that's a thing. It's like reverse retaliation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because she like kind of promoted her, but not because they were related. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. And when I have little moments like that when I'm watching in Lower Decks and mm-hmm. I, st- I have like a little moment because there's like the OG Trekker that's like, well, wait a minute. This shouldn't happen because blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Prime Directive. And like subsection C. We're Starfleet. And every time I have a li- and I have those moments, I do because it's mm-hmm. it's built in as a fan. We all do. Yeah, yeah. But whenever those moments happen now, I'm just like, Christopher, you're taking this too seriously. It's an yeah. animated adult comedy. Like chill the freak out. Yeah. It's about the less important ship. Yeah. These are people that are, some of them are trying to make it. Others are just like, I'm just going to pass by my my whole entire lifetime or career in Starfleet. Yeah. So, yeah. And yes, it's canon, but that doesn't mean it has to be, you know, so serious. To be fair, Star Trek canon, like, always messes itself up. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Every time there's a new show, they're like, hey, redacting this. Ooh, this is tweaked now. So, like. It's canon, but it's canon like this. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, let's try and explain this thing that people have been pissed off for for a really long time Yeah, to make everybody happy. And then they just end up pissing everybody off even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Klingons. My favorite is like the five different versions of Klingons. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, they don't grow hair because they always think they're in war. Oh, now it's peacetime. Now they have hair. And right. then it's like, how do you explain the dude from Undiscovered Country then? I'm like, right. well, he has an eye patch. So first of all. Yeah. First of all. And like a weird mustache. And he's just bald. Exactly. But like a ponytail. And he's an amazing actor. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> so thanks for that. Amazing, amazing commenter slash listener. Mm-hmm. We have at Skipper8210 on Twitter who said, my favorite so far, laughed out loud at Mariner. That's me every episode. Yeah. Still bothers me that Upper Decks looks incompetent, though I love the character growth. Respect has to be earned, and I think Mariner sees right through the motives of the senior officers who feel self-important. I feel like she says that in the earlier episode, too. She's just like, they don't care about us. They just want to look good. Yeah. They'll take advantage of everything that we do. And uh, that self-importance turned out to be costly. I wish we could put Mariner on the Enterprise. <laughs> Didn't she serve on one of the Enterprises? Uh, I, th- I thought she like mentioned something really goofy where she was, like, en- ener- she was on an Enterprise. I don't think it was D. That was in the first episode, right? Yeah, she was like listing all the ships she was on, or she's like, I've been on six different ships, including like uh, it was one of the the enterprises, but for like one mission, one okay. time. I gotta watch it again. Yeah, I, I, I just don't remember. So if she met Picard, she'd probably learn to respect authority. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. Nice thought, but nah. <laughs> Picard couldn't even get Q to behave. Right. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> I love him to death. If he was a part of her crew, it would either be like, you follow these rules or you're gone, yeah. for sure. It would be like an like a row dynamic. Yeah. Right? I think so. Maybe. And look what happened to Ro. She joined the Maquis, so. Would she date Riker? Oh, I didn't <laughs> like that. Eh, I don't think anybody did. No. But that's okay. Uh, Rose before hose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It would be a very interesting dynamic to see how she would be if she met Picard. Yeah. Like, I don't think that would mesh at all. I don't think so. I think Picard would, would just walk the other way. Yeah. Picard doesn't have time. He'd, he'd shut up Wesley Her. Yeah. Get off my bridge. Get done. off my bridge. 
That's a good Picard. This is the line and no further. <laughs> it's drawn here. <laughs> it's drawn here. <laughs> yeah. I've heard the, the buttons being used against me so many times. That's why it sounded so good when I quoted it. Oh, uh, yeah. For all my horrible <laughs> puns. Skipper continues with, uh, love the scenes with Rutherford and Tendy. Oh, don't we all? Mm-hmm. As well. Though, what an extreme way to say that you like someone. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, breaking their arm. I do like that she does that, though, because she's just like, I really don't care what people think. Okay, tell me what people think. And it's like fighting him at the end. Yeah. So cute. Freeman is still a jerk, but she comes off more as a frustrated parent dealing with a teen. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. She's not a bad person. A great message for this episode is be yourself. Others around you will eventually learn when you are faking it or just showing off. That's good. I feel that. I feel like that's a lot of what the show is also saying. Right. You know, they have these like cool moments and, you know, the episode where Rutherford was trying to move around to different like areas because he thought he had to spend time with Tendi. So he's like, can't be in engineering. Let's try this. Let's try this. Every place when he said he had to leave, they were so supportive. They're like, right. yeah, find out what you want to do. No matter what, you're like, you're helping the ship. You'll just be somewhere else. Uh-huh. So I'm like, this show is so nice. You never see that in another Star Trek because nobody ever really moves that much. Yeah, these are a lot less cookie cutter characters. So I enjoy that. Yeah. You know, the Boimler who's like so desperately wants to get the promotions and do all these things and be so Starfleet and everything. But it's like, mm-hmm. dude, chill out a little bit, like enjoy yourself along the way. And I yeah. certainly identify with that in certain areas of my life at certain times of my life, you know. Now that he got the plaque for being a slacker, though, like, I think that yeah. he's just like, oh, God, I can't be the try hard. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That was a great comment, Rebecca. Thanks for thanks for that. Mm-hmm. And well, that's the end of the comments for this week. So thank you, listeners, for your thoughts. And Brittany, what'd you think about how everybody responded? I really liked how in-depth a lot of these comments are. Sometimes, you know, especially if you ask people on social media, you'll get the occasional, like, somebody that really goes in-depth, but then the next two will be like, lol, twas great, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Hated it. I mean, nobody says twas great on Twitter. Twas great. Twas great. (laughs) (laughs) Twas most gracious. (laughs) I'm just very hyper today. That was okay. Yeah. Hmm. Indubitably. It was an excellent <laughs> episode, sir. <laughs> I pretty thee another. That's how I wanted Durango to talk. Right? That would have been interesting. <laughs> hmm, Freeman. This is why CBS All Access, if you're listening, you might be. I don't really know. Hire me as a voice actor. Right. I can do so many weird voices and accents. Or I can just use my normal voice. Yeah, either. Because that's 90% of the job. Yeah, I, th- I just really liked the comments. I thought, I like how they weren't all the same. Yeah. And the episodes, even though they're not super long, like to point out all these different aspects or like what you take from each episode, I like that people take out of it what I guess they want to. And that makes the show more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm always surprised at how, well, not surprised, but I'm always like kind of moved at how, how in depth people get when they're responding to these conversation threads. Cause like they're really thoughtful comments, you know? Yeah. It helps when you like are able to bond with the plot or a specific character of that episode. I know there's some episodes where I'm just like, oh, God, why am I such a mariner? And then there's other episodes where I'm just like, oh, but I love Rutherford. He's so sweet. Yeah. Or I'm like, oh, God, I'm Boimler. (laughs) I want to be a mariner, but I'm actually Boimler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we all? We're all actually Boimler inside. (laughs) Well, thanks again for joining me today. It's been it was awesome meeting you and so fun having you on and. This and is... now we're friends. And you now can't we're escape. Friends. New Star I just tendied your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Oh, maybe. Am I allowed to curse on here? I totally didn't ask. I've, I've, I've been. So, yes. Okay. Just making sure because I'm like, oh, God, I think I did it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, cool. It's fine for me. I don't care. 
Woo! I don't care if you're offended, people. <laughs> Brittany, please tell our listeners where they can find you on socials. Okie dokie. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think all of my names are Brittany Tomes or some iteration of that. <laughs> so you can find me really quickly there. Uh, you can also find both my podcasts on everythingispermitted.com. That's the name of my first podcast, Everything is Permitted. And uh, we have all the episodes to that show, which is a nerdy podcast about, you know, film, gaming, pop culture. And A Strange New Pod, which is focusing on Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds, which will hopefully come out next year. We kind of, like, jumped the gun before we realized, oh, they're not going to record anything. But it's fun leading up to that. We're going to cover a lot of Star Trek awesome stuff. So, yeah, all the episodes for A Strange New Pod and Everything is Permitted is on everythingispermitted.com. We're also on social media as well. So look up Everything is Permitted or A Strange New Pod on, once again, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you'll come across all of my amazing memes. Awesome. They're so amazing. And your puns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll come back again, please, sometime. I will. I'll just uh, beam on in. Even if you don't invite me, maybe I'll just be like, ooh, I still have the Zoom link. <laughs> just kidding. It'll probably change every time. Yeah, it will. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. This was so much fun. I know. This was great. You can join the Open Channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at Open Channel Trek and by joining our listeners group on Facebook by typing the Nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CD Littlefield. Keep an eye out for my Open Channel conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter, which I will post every Thursday right before each new Star Trek episode drops. Thanks for listening to Open Channel. Channel Open, standing by. secret now I see the secrets of the universe this show is brought to you by hollow sweet media computer list other available hollow sweet media programs loading hollow sweet preview program for the expanse a star trek enterprise podcast during the whole lockdown around the world enterprise is having a surge in popularity i don't know if you've seen it that's what i've been hearing it's crazy like the facebook groups twitter everyone is talking about enterprise and i didn't realize so many trek fans had never even watched it it's nuts people call themselves lifelong trekkies who've never watched it and are loving it now i said to someone a week or two ago i said look i'm so glad that you're finally getting around to watching it and enjoying it but where were you guys <laughs> 15 years ago yeah when we needed you when the show was on the edge then ultimately got cancelled loading hollow sweet preview program for there are four questions a star trek spotlight podcast i imagine also being a writer and growing up having fallen in love with star trek and then being able to combine your craft with that is is just an amazing thing to experience it really is it's an incredible feeling to be part of star trek not just in an ancillary manner, writing for the tie-ins, but to have been able to contribute to the shows, at least in some small way, to have contributed to the canon of this phenomenon. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Starbase One, a Star Trek online podcast. I don't really think that's a good idea. I order you to do it right now. Warning. Structural integrity field has collapsed. This is Admiral Quinn. You will be assigned to Starbase One. Welcome to Starbase One.
I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back. Computer, deactivate Holosuite. Shh.